taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC listeners, this is David Zatella with another episode of PPC Rockstars. Got a great guest today. A couple of uh, things first. Uh, the resources we talk about will, can be found on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clixmarketing.com slash blog on the PPC Rockstars page. Uh, and another thing um, I just noticed, and I'm obviously slow, that uh, iTunes is distributing this show. So you can actually go to iTunes, search on PPC Rockstars, and download previous podcasts and also subscribe to future ones, which I think is really cool. So let's go to my guest. My guest is Eric Qualman, uh, Global Vice President of EF Education based in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, right there on the beautiful um, something river. And, the Charles, uh, Charles River. The, Chow, the Charles River. And uh, er, uh, Eric's uh, got a book coming out called Social Nomics uh, that's coming out in the fall from Wiley Publishing. Um, so welcome, Eric. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. And uh, let's see. So a couple of things, uh, uh, additional intro things. Uh, first of all, Eric is probably the only guy in search, only person in search, who has written a fiction book, which I just picked up, which is titled what, Eric? What again, Eric? Uh, the title of it is Crisis. Crisis. Uh, so it's almost nonfiction now. That's a good title for exactly. uh, what's wrong with the economy. Good point. Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, I, I love EF because EF Tours was one of uh, was really my first big client uh, billions of years ago, and it's a great company and uh, fascinating business. So, Eric, before we jump into uh, uh, talking about the intersection of social media marketing and PPC, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your company because it's it's a cool company. Yeah, great. Uh, we're privately held company, and our whole mission is to break down barriers through education. Um, and what that means is we have 16 different companies that we own. We're in uh, 53 countries, and we have 26,000 employees. Um, and our products range from students that travel with their teachers, and yesterday was a great example of that. We had a record number of buses go down to the inauguration, and that's through our Smithsonian Student Travel Program. Um, so we run programs like that so people can see the world. And also, obviously, students can travel to Europe with their teachers. They can travel to, to China, Costa Rica, uh, et cetera. We also have uh, language schools, physical schools, where people can primarily learn English. So we're actually the uh, official sponsor of the Olympics, helping the judges in China uh, learn English. We didn't teach them um, age restrictions, obviously. That's a little tongue-in-cheek. But um, those are some of the programs that we run. We also have physical schools, uh, MBA school. We have au pair exchange programs. So anything that we can do um, to help bring the world together through, through education outside the classroom. And as a reminder, every day that I walk in the office uh, in Cambridge is we have a huge chunk of the Berlin Wall outside of our office. Just to remind us oh, of that's our cool. mission. Yeah, it wow. is cool. <laughs> I got to see that. Uh, so it's part, of the, it's part of the duck boat tour if you ever get to Boston. Oh, cool! Definitely. Um, yeah. So chances are good that if anybody out there has ever heard of or participated in a teacher-led student tour anywhere in the world, that it was probably EF, EF tours. 
and I got a thrill when I was working for, with EF Tours. I was on the island of Malta, and my wife and I were just walking around and uh, came across an EF Tours uh, land school, land, you know, dirt world, dirt world school, and uh, that was fun. So anyway, okay, enough rambling. Let's get to um, your observations on the intersection of PPC and social media marketing. Great. And some of the stuff that I talk about in the book, which will come out in the fall, is mainly that it's really changing the way that we live. And, and why people are so excited about social media is because the long-term benefits of social media from a business perspective is going to be really a, a, a giant referrals program, almost on steroids, a referrals program on steroids. Because what you'll see, and Google's probably not like liking to hear this, is that over time, people are going to be less interested in what Google thinks are the top 10 results, and they're going to be more interested in what do my 200 friends think, uh, meaning that if I'm searching for a baby seat, I had my, let's say hypothetically I just had my first baby, and I have to go out and buy a baby seat, I have no idea where to start. Now, in today's day and age, you probably would start at Google and do a search for baby seats, try to find a third-party site that ranks them, um, do some research online and offline. That's fairly cumbersome to do. Um, it'll cost you several hours, and at the end of the day, when you purchase that, you can be fairly certain but not 100% certain um, of your purchase, whereas what social media will allow is is that you can do a search for baby seat within a Facebook, and it'll come back and say, of your 200 friends, 50 have purchased a baby seat in the last year. Of those 50, 30 have purchased this exact same model and here's what they think about it, the people that have done a review. Here's the average price that they paid and where they purchased it. So what it allows for is that it saves the user a ton of time, of what I call multiple individual redundancy. It eliminates that because instead of all 50 of these friends doing the exact same research, a few of them can do it, find out what's best, go make the purchase. If they're happy with it, then, then, then it goes from there. So um, it's kind of old-school thinking to where it is referrals, but it also brings technology to make it so much easier. But that's kind of where it's going. But what about the here and now? Where does it kind of transect, I guess, um, for a better, lack of a better word? But is it, there's obviously pay-per-click within some of these social networks, and I'll focus on Facebook specifically. Um, so for people that have already kind of reached their ceiling or saturation point within Google, Yahoo, and MSN and Ask um, on the pay-per-click campaigns, is they're probably looking to – um, social media to see, can I do what I've done over here the exact same within social media? Um, and so some of the things you need to look for and avoid when doing pay-per-click campaigns within social media, a lot of people make the mistake, you'll hear that, well, it doesn't work. Well, the reason that you hear that is because a lot of people go in and they'll put up their ad within a Facebook and and they'll put it up and they immediately send that click not within Facebook, they send it off the site. Um, they send it off to probably a lead generation page. And rightfully so, they're trying to get that lead, right? That's their, that's our old mantra is we need to, to capture that lead. Um, but within social media, it's actually somewhat of a longer sales cycle. And it's an, an analogous to imagine if you went to a bar and you met a girl and you asked her if she wanted a drink and she said, yes, I'd like a drink. Now, if you're to do a click from Facebook and take them immediately into, into your to your lead capture page, that's analogous to the bar scenario to where she says, yes, I would like a drink, and you kind of grab her, tie her up, take her to your car, throw her into your car, drive her back to your place, 
untie her, sit her on the couch, and open a beer and go, well, I've got drinks here, so I wanted to take you <laughs> to here. And so, um, I, I love sexual metaphors. That was a little violent, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just, it, it hits yeah, the point yeah, over get, the I head. I get your that point. People, but... That it's very abrupt to take them into that kind of environment. So yeah. obviously you wouldn't do that in the offline world. You'd, you'd purchase the drink at the bar because um, right. that's just normal social behavior. And, and the same holds true here is that you should keep them within the environment that they're used to. So instead of sending them to your landing page, what you should take them to is either a group you've created or, or a on fan Facebook. page that you've on created Facebook. on Facebook, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. You know, I, I've been um, I've been uh, experimenting slash obsessed with Twitter over the just over the past week or two, um, and it started out as a you know I want to figure out what's going on here, and it's become uh, something that's extremely useful. And it just occurred to me, you know, we 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 do a lot. I wrote I wrote a thirty three page column, a thirty three uh, installment column on Search Engine Watch about content advertising on the PPC networks, which is still vastly underutilized. But I just realized that uh, since uh, the content network is great for demand generation, in other words, pushing people towards or just over the lip of the sales funnel because they're not searching for anything, uh, it might be an interesting tactic to run ads on Google's content network that don't encourage people to click but rather encourage people to Twitter or follow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, that's a good point. I think that what we all wrestle with is that Everyone's looking for that immediate return, um, yeah. and you've got to have the conviction that that and it's tough in these these tough times, right? Everyone's kind of shrinking their budgets to just go to a direct response. Um, but in the long run, I agree with you: is that how do you get them engaged, and then you get this huge following, and then how do you leverage that following? Right. Um, and so you've seen success across the map. I mean, some things that are a little obtuse for people to understand is. Is Ben and Jerry's. They're not going to sell any ice cream per se online. You could order it online, but they don't transact a lot of sales online. But what they did was an initiative and built a, a fan page on Facebook and quickly got about 250,000 members just for people going in and trying to figure out what flavor they were. So you yeah. answer a couple of questions that says you're Chunky Monkey or Cherry Garcia. Or um, yes, what, can. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and so and the thought is, well, what's the return on that? Um, and w what they're able to do is, on the day of the election, is that they then have a database of 250,000 people that they're able to reach out to and say, hey, if you vote today, then you get free ice cream. Yeah. And so on that day alone, they added 100,000 people to their fan page. Amazing. So that's just in invaluable, to your point, is that whether you're sending them to Twitter or Facebook, is that over time you build that up and that at some point in time you can leverage that in the correct way. Yeah. Hey, Eric, we've got to cut away from, for some very, very important announcements from our sponsors. Uh, so stick with us. Listeners, come on back in just a minute. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. 
They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. Had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO-ready. SEO Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Eric Qualman probing the intersection of social media marketing and pay-per-click advertising. And Eric, you, you made a great point, which is, um, and I think our friend uh, Tim Ash, uh, the the ultimate guru of landing page optimization, would agree. And that's you know keep keep the uh, the person coming to your site or or having clicked, keep them in their comfort zone. And uh, that gave me the idea that, uh, you know, well, slight digression. In my exploration of Twitter, I found it really useful to reach out to my 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 pe- uh, my tweeps and say, "Hey, has anybody heard about uh, you know a good deal on this?" And um, you know, the, the the responses are great because they they kind of know me and they kind of know what I like, and they you know they're, they the the responses have to be uh, more targeted towards towards me than than other sources. So here's the idea, Eric. Uh, you know, smart Twitter marketers might encourage Twitter users to use a special URL when they're referring other Twitter users, and then land them on a page on on the site that looks and feels looks and feels a little bit like Twitter, or that the very least refers to Twitter. See what I'm saying? Yeah, no, exactly. And you kind of see this. It's funny that companies are savvy because sometimes the users are ahead of companies. Um, and so in that instance, there's a lot of people that do pound BOA for, for Bank of America. So users started to set that up, and, and kind of a lot of times it's to vent their complaints. And so the savvy companies are doing exactly what you said, is following that and either setting it up themselves to act somewhat as a shepherd to guide these folks um, to where they need to be because the behavior is already going on, but how to get them um, – 
in an easy-to-use fashion. But w- what the great companies are doing is taking a step further and actually servicing these people within Twitter. And, and I think Zappos does a great job. They see what's out there, and if any customer complaints, they try to squelch and, and answer those complaints as quickly as possible, as does Comcast and, and also JetBlue are some of the folks that are kind of the leaders on Twitter to make sure that they're, they're staying abreast of what's going on. And so everyone that's listening out there, uh, one of the things you can do for your company is just go to search.twitter.com and, and make sure and type in your brand name and see what the conversation's going on around your brand um, and then go from there. And it's also something that we found very useful just two days ago. Um, again, for around the inauguration, we had all these buses going down the Smithsonian. Um, in the past, to get PR coverage, it's very difficult, as everyone listening knows, to make all those cold calls, somewhat cold calls, out to media to say we've got something of interest. Um, what we did this time was just send out a couple of tweets, um, and the response within a half hour was amazing. Because really? we just said that we have all these, do you want some coverage, do you want some perspective of students or teachers that are going to be at the inauguration? And so within a half hour, we had MSNBC, PBS, and also NPR reply to us and say, yes, please give us the contacts so that we can uh, reach out to those folks. So that was very eye-opening to me. I had no idea that that was the type of response we're going to get. But um, to your point, David, is kind of grow that base and then at some point in time kind of test what can work. And, and that, that was amazing to me how quickly that, that happened. Yeah. By the way, I just, I just uh, sent a Twitter message about the fact that we're recording this. Isn't that cool? That's great. You're a better multitasker than myself. <laughs> oh, got to be. So, okay, you know, I'm starting to get some ideas here. I mean, certainly, and getting to the PPC uh, uh, social media marketing uh, intersection, you know, it would be interesting for companies to do experiments on uh, buying search ads that encourage people to add, to follow uh, their, you know, Twitter avatar. You know, so like uh, the Gap could do a search ad that said, "Hey, follow us on Twitter. Uh, click here, and the click goes to the uh, to the Gap's uh, Twitter page where people can sign up to follow." See what I'm saying? No, yeah, exactly. That's that's perfect. And then what you mentioned is pay per click. I do have some stats that'll be very helpful for some folks out there that that are used to just running pay per click on search. Because um, what some people indicate, and even Facebook does, when you go to advertise on Facebook, they'll indicate that it's really the old school pay-to-play model where whoever bids the highest is going to get served up, yep. which for the most part is true. But what what I wanted to test was that if I have the exact same ad, per se, and with the exact same bid, but one has a higher click-through rate over time than the other one, does that factor in or not? Just like in Google, they factored in their quality score, the click-through rate. Um, so we ran two ads that had the exact same copy. One had an image and one did not. The one that had the image had twice the click-through rate, which yeah. is kind of intuitive. Um, but then so we ran that for a couple weeks, and so it had twice the click-through rate. Then for a couple days, we ran the bids at exactly the same amount to see if it was really just a pure bid model. If it was a pure bid model, then they'd both be served up equally. But what we found is that the one that had the higher click-through rate had 389,000 impressions served, whereas the lower one had 24,000 impressions. So a huge difference, which makes sense. I mean, Facebook's trying to make as much money as they can, but it's just interesting that it's, it's not the pure bid model that a lot of people think that it is. It does factor in some other items such as click-through rate. Great uh, data, too, Eric. Um, and any other data you've seen or tests you've done? 
Um, some other stuff that we've been messing around with is just what we going back to that bar analogy that probably stick in people's mind is that if you do test something, because we did run a test for one of our Canadian operations, they're going to have a tour in 2010 that's all around Victory in Europe Day, so VE Day. Um, so what we want to do is just build out a fan page. It's more of a soft sell. We don't have any of our tours on there listed. It's just about VE Day and what what it means to Canada. And so to see that, we actually just put a couple of placements on Facebook. Um, and what you see is that it's only $0.14 cents per click. Um, about one in three people become a fan of that page. And so we're adding about 100 to 200 people a day to this page just to talk about VE Day in Canada. Um, and then down the road, a lot of them are already starting to type in, does anyone know how to get over there to celebrate this great event? Um, and so we'll come in with, hey, if you want to go, here's some tour options. But that's just another example that it's somewhat of a longer sale and sometimes a softer sale within social media. But that's that's where you have a huge return, right? You're only paying 50 cents to get someone, quote, unquote, into a database. Mm-hmm. But the new mindset is that it's not in your database. It's You're going to communicate with them through the platform that they're on. And so over time, maybe you can get them over in your database, but that might not ever be the case. Um, and it's a new day and age for marketing to where you really need to communicate where you find these folks. And so the old mindset that I have to get this person in my database for it to count um, does not hold water within a social media. Well, you know, and it's ironic because they really are in your database in the sense that you have free reign to communicate with them, uh, possibly in a more acceptable and efficient means than sending them emails. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, where, where the where the open rate on emails might be dismal, the likelihood that someone's going to uh, read and respond to an offer or even just like your company, it, it could be much higher if it's within this comfortable zone of a, of a, of a Facebook page or some kind of a, affiliation. Exactly. And also, though, I know we're focused on pay-per-click, but on the SEO side, it's really interesting because a lot of these pages come up really high within the top 10 of the rankings for your brand terms um, within the search engines themselves. Also, too, within the social media itself is that it's somewhat the Wild West again there to where you have the opportunity, if you're quick enough, to kind of capture all those keyword-rich words within the social media placements so that you can grab the correct YouTube channels. You can get out there and grab the MySpace and the Facebook um, real estate before someone else does. So it's almost replicating 10 years ago what happened in the search world on SEO. Hey, I've got to uh, throw something in here that uh, is, uh, is slightly off topic, but uh, I went to a great conference last week in New York City called the CMO Forum, and it was uh, the attendees were, I can't remember the number, but it had to be around 100 of the top CMOs in the country from the top companies. And the presenters were, were, you know, the top of the top. And uh, I saw something, a very interesting trend, I think, which is that uh, there, is a, a, there are a number of CMOs, and I think listeners will, will resonate with this because they're probably hearing it from their bosses, uh, a number of CMOs that feel as if they've already got the whole search engine marketing and PPC piece of their marketing portfolio. They already have all that covered, and they want to move on to this new cool thing, which is social media marketing. 
And uh, to them, I would caution, you know, nobody's ever got PPC covered. Uh, there's always new stuff to do. There's always uh, testing that needs to be done. There's always, you know, three or four or five percentage points uh, that you could probably squeeze out uh, of, of improvement, uh, especially in, in PPC campaign management and landing page optimization and conversion path optimization. So, um, you know, a lot of the, these CMOs need a little bit of pushback uh, to say, hey, you know, this this social media marketing stuff is, is great and it's important, but don't shift budget away. Away from PPC to social media marketing, figure out uh, exactly what, what we're talking about, and that is how to how to gain synergy. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think even in these t- tough financial times as well, there's a lot of CMOs, as you mentioned, that are turning to social media um, for one main huge reason is because it's really inexpensive from the it's really organic traffic now. What they do need to do is there's a little bit of money spent because you need to seed things. I'm going back to kind of my VE day example is that you need to seed it. It's not going to get traffic somewhat by itself. You need to start it with some seeding. Uh, but but that being said is that it's very small in cost. And agree 100%. You know, it's, it's, it's additive. It's not a zero-sum game. It's not that you're moving money from pay-per-click. It's... You've got that somewhat kind of running, and you need to constantly be looking at pay-per-click on the search engines and adjusting but now there's this whole new world, and, and how, do I, how do I quickly capture some activity here um, that I haven't previously been able to do? And, again, kind of looking down the road is that people need to do it now because really could be wrong, but down the road a year or two from now is that I really think that a lot of searches are going to happen within social media because, again, it's really I care about what my network thinks, yeah. not what Google thinks and not what Yahoo thinks. I really care what people have found relevant and the reviews that I see within social media is someone that I know. So I, I might know that, Hey, Jimmy is actually very fickle when it comes to restaurants. So if he says it's a bad review, that's okay. If none of my other friends say it's good, I know that Jimmy's kind of tough to please. <laughs> um, and so it, it actually changes the whole mindset. And I know this is getting kind of future and out there, but it will change the whole mindset of what marketing means. It means that we'll be kind of taking money and putting it back in the consumer's pocket and you'll have to hyper-focus on obviously always producing a great product. It becomes even more important within the social media world. But produce a great product, and then also once someone buys that product, is give them incentive to write a review, good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly. And so that money, instead of going to a middleman, now goes directly back to the customer as well. Funny, I just got a I just got a tweet. I'm following Guy Kawasaki, who's who's a good uh, friend of mine, and uh, uh, he's. He, he, Anybody out there that uses Twitter should follow Guy because he's, his his tweets are full of really good uh, resources. So one of his just came in uh, referring to a Media Post article saying that Twitter's market share has surpassed Dig for the first time, which I think is pretty amazing. I mean, this just just an indication of how quickly this stuff is growing. Um, hey, Eric, we've got to cut away for another special announcement from our sponsors. Uh, stick with us. Come on back, listeners. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me... 
make money off my blog too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit referback.com. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at moniker.com slash maxlog. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back, unfortunately, going into the home stretch on this one. Uh, we, Eric, this is a fascinating conversation. We'll have to have you back on. Um, so, first of all, what's your what's your Twitter Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Equal Man, and I do not wear tights and a cape, but my Twitter <laughs> handle is Equal Man. So it's just my first initial and my last name. So it's Equal Man. Got it. Well, there, there's a link to your Twitter page on the uh, Clicks Marketing blog on the PPC Rockstars page, and mine. Uh, for, if anybody is interested, is Satella. You know, I've got. I'm blessed with a uh, unique name, so it's always uh, uh, my my handles are always my last name, and that's S Z E T E L A. So uh, follow us. Uh, and Eric, uh, let's see. Where, where will where will I see you next? Where, which conference are you going to next? I think I'll probably see you next at either, I guess South by Southwest comes up before SES in New York. Yeah. And so I'll see you, see you there first, I think. think that's no, the case. I'm, not going, I'm not going to SWSX this year, but uh, okay. we're, we're, we're going to SMX West, and, and then I'll definitely see you in New York. Um, so that'll be good. <laughs> and uh, how can listeners get in touch with you if they want to follow up and hear more besides yeah. Twitter? That is. I mean, obviously they can get on Twitter or they can just at equalman at, at yahoo.com or equalman at gmail.com is great. Cool. Um, I also want to put in a plug since we're talking about social media marketing for the Facebook group, which is PPC Pro People, which has uh, an amazing 1,300 members last time I looked, and uh, a lot of good resources for PPC people, including discussion forums. And we just started one on LinkedIn, uh, same name, PPC Pro People, and uh, that one's already up to four or 500 members. So, Eric, anyway, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. And thank you, listener. Tune in next week. Another episode of PPC Rockstars with a really, really special guest. 